Glenfiddich, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey, is expertly crafted and made with extraordinary care. Each single malt is a work of perfection. And we're back, Stripe Show Podcast. On a Thursday, I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. We wanted to get one more in before we turn you loose on uh, 4th of July weekend, which is always a fun weekend as we enter the summer. And um, it's been a great week here. Thank you for tuning in uh, on the podcast. Got some straight great stuff coming up next week. Uh, A lot of golf to be played. And of course, uh, the following week, the Open Championship. Now, today we're bringing back a guest that was on the podcast about a month ago. We introduced you to this hmm, tool, let's call it, or aim marker or remember we, we we didn't have a name for it at the time now we have a name folks we have a name <laughs> and some of you uh took advantage of the pre-order and a lot of you took advantage of the pre-order and those have been shipped out today they are on their way and the man that designed this we're bringing it back because we want to get into more of a tutorial here today on the value of this thing greens reading um aiming just kind of what goes into how this thing works. I'm going to save the name of this product for the guy that invented it. He joins us now, Tim Tucker. Welcome back to the podcast, my man. Travis, thank you, man. I I, I love the Stripe Show podcast, and I'm excited uh, to talk to you anytime you'll have me on. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about more stuff. Like I Look, Tim has a lot of information, and he starts explaining stuff to me on the phone about air density and what differences and how the fall, how far the ball is going to travel at 9 a.m. versus 10:30. And after a while, I'm like, she's like, let's not talk about this now. Let's talk about that on the podcast. I know we got more info out of you. Yeah. And we're, we'll get to it. But today we got to come back. We got to talk about what we see in front of us here, right? What is the name of this terrific product? So this product is called True Aim. True Aim. True aim marker, correct. Yes. And I, to be honest with you, true aim was a product that a friend of mine, myself and a friend, Jason Goldsmith, he actually works. He's a performance coach. He works with Justin Rose and Jason day. Yeah. yeah. And a handful of other guys, as you know, and we actually developed another product a while back and we had 60 players use it on tour. We, we had a, we, if Kyle Stanley hadn't gotten up and down from a cactus on the 17th hole at, Waste management, we would have had a tour win with Bing Crane. Um, so, but anyway, that was called True Aim. We, it was too difficult to, you know, sometimes you have to re-educate the public. And so we didn't, we weren't able to. And so anyway, I had yeah. everything you call this True Aim because it fits perfectly. Okay. All right. So we're looking at True Aim. Now I've got one of them here that you sent me, prototype. And the ones that, um, that are, this is this picture here has been updated. Such a great picture, though, that I wanted to keep it. And you see the black line, and then you see the two white lines, and the two red lines, and then the two white lines. There's actually a fourth line now, folks. There's a, a black line that goes just outside of that. Tim will explain that. That's what I have in my hand. Now, Tim, I've been using it. You don't have to convince me. I love it. I've been touting here on the podcast, telling people, like, look, this is a great tool. And, of course, I've had a lot of DMs and things come back to me and say, I'm not spending $100 on a, on a ball marker. Like, well, it's okay. Yeah, it's a ball marker, but it's so much more than right? Right. so. It's so much more than that. So we'll get into that here on on how to use it. But 
I've been using it. Um, and you know, it's interesting, like it, it's making me really think about and quantify the decisions that I'm making. Right. And I'm making a lot of good decisions and it's helping me aim it where I need to be aiming it as far as the amount of break. But then more than that, Tim, I've noticed that it, it's kind of teaching me some trends on, on some things maybe where I'm borrowing too much or borrowing too little. Like I'm kind of learning about myself a little bit as I make mistakes, right? And right. where those mistakes lie. So it's very interesting um, from that standpoint in my experience in going through it. But the first thing in true aim, Tim, I want you to start with here. And we were talking about this before we came on. Getting this thing lined up first at the right at the center of the hole. How do you do that? Yeah, correct. Real quick, before you, I want you to remember where you were. You just said that that as you're going through this process, you're learning more about how you're looking at greens. Let's get back to that because that is the key. That okay. is the key to this whole thing. So the first thing we do when you get your product, when you get this marker, and again, it is not just a ball marker, okay? You can mark your ball with a a penny. Okay. So this is a lot more than a penny, but the value is, is way deeper. Mm -hmm. So first thing we're going to do initially, we said, Hey, aim the mark, the black line, the center line at the hole. But as I've been using this and as we've had feedback from other users, we, what we want to do is we want to aim our ball first. It's so much easier. If you have a line on your ball, I would encourage you to find a, 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 you know, one of the markers that, you're, that enables you to put a full line on your golf ball halfway around it. I encourage you to do that if you don't, instead of just using the, the, the line that's on the side of the golf ball. And you'll understand why when you, when you try that. But the first thing we want to do is aim the ball at the center of the hole. It doesn't matter if it's a single break, one direction, or a double breaker. We always want to aim it directly at the hole. And then what we'll do is we'll put the, the marker down We'll have the marker down while we're, while we're adjusting our ball. But once we right. aim the ball directly at the hole, then we'll match that black line to our line on the golf ball. And then we'll pick our ball up. Okay. So that's the first step. And take your time with that. You know, it's going to feel like it, it may take you 10 or 15 seconds to do. But once you've done that, the rest of this process is, is lightning fast. So right. make sure you take that, that 10 or 15 seconds to get it perfect. Because without that, it won't work. So I've got it lined up. I'm, I'm cleaning my ball. And, and that was my first experience with it was I was trying to line the black line up first. And, and I was like, okay, this is a little more difficult to do. Um, right. But using that line on the ball and then putting that down. And then what I was finding is using my dominant eye with the club, you know, like you'll see with the club back and getting that perfectly straight. That, that's the first step. Take your time with that. All right. So now from there, take us into the second step of, of now getting a sense for what the green is doing, right? And learning about the green. Right. I mean, well, real quick, I mean, there, there are, you know, three really important aspects to putting, okay? Mm -hmm. And I don't believe any of them have to do with stroke, okay? I think that number one is speed control. We need to be able to control how far we hit the golf ball. It doesn't matter if I'm playing it a cup out left, if I, you know, hit it five feet by the hole. It will not break into the hole, correct? So we have to match our speed to the read. You know, Bryson, you know, I caddy for Bryson for six years. He is probably arguably the best. And I can't tell you the amount of time and effort that he put into uh, speed control. 
and using a ruler and it doesn't matter what technique you use but i encourage you to to work on your speed control secondly we need to start our putts online and again if you look if you go to a tour event and sit on the putting green you will see guys constantly working on chalk lines uh t gates starting their putts online it's crucial you know it doesn't matter if i have a perfect read if i can't hit that line and then and also with the correct speed so those two skills are very important and then third is is the break and the beautiful part of this is that this is going to be an easy system uh for for break you know i've worked Again, how I met Bryson was through green reading. I, I was teaching a green reading system, and I taught him when he was 15. And let me assure you, the, the one thing that Bryson brings out of people is their best. If you if you don't if you're not the best at what you do, you won't be around Bryson very long. He will drive you to be the best. And we have we have we've dove into the green reading aspects deeper than anybody can imagine. So I've done it all, but. Um, and, and, you know, again, all of us, we have jobs. Unless we're tour mm -hmm. pros, you know, our job is to do something. We play golf recreationally, so we don't have all the time in the world to spend on these aspects. But I would encourage you to, to start your putts online, control your speed, and then with true aim, with this marker, once we've lined it up, once we've lined the ball up and matched the black line to our line on the ball, okay, let's clean our ball. And then we're going to ask ourselves a few questions. First thing is, is does our putt break? You know, I think it's important, you know, we're, I have instructors that are helping me with this. We're going to important one of the, another important factor in putting is finding our straight putts, but let's assume that our putt breaks. Okay. We have a couple questions. We're going to ask ourselves. We have four lines. The first line, obviously the black line is our straight putt. Mm -hmm. Okay. The, the first line on either side of the black line, we're going to, we're going to categorize that as flat. The next line, red line, is going to be average break. The third line is going to be uh, steep, and the fourth line is going to be severe. So, and fourth line will be the black lines outside of those white ones. That's correct. Yes, just yeah. like when you have the one we've shipped out. Um, right. So, I like you know it's going to be one of the one of the four. But so I always instead of just saying hey it's a one two three four, I always like to say hey is it flat or steep? Okay, and that'll and so if you could imagine a putt in your mind. Would it be flat or steep? So we have to make a decision. If we say flat, it's going to be either the first line or second line. If it's steep, we're going to say it's the second, the third or the fourth line. Okay, so so it's just a process of elimination. And again, that is um, that that choice is up to you. You know, I've been working with Adam Svensson. I've been caddying for him. Amazing player, uh, Canadian kid. Uh, really, really playing well. He's actually. He's tied six that John Deere today shot four under. Mm -hmm. um, he uses the mark. He loves it. And again, he he asked me, Tim, what do you like? And I said, Adam, it has to be your choice. I can't influence yeah. it because, again, you're learning from this every single time, just like you said earlier. Right. Um, is it flat or steep is our first question. If it's flat, we're going to use a one-two. If it's steep, we're going to use a three or four. Okay. okay. From there, if you said it's flat, okay, are we saying it has – a little break or an or average okay and so now that's gonna now we're gonna break it down one more time so if it's just slightly breaking we're gonna use the one if it's an average break we're gonna use two if i said it's steep we're gonna either use the three or four so steep or severe and i think everybody understands severe would be you know 
breaking a shit ton. Excuse my language. So <laughs> you're helping your buddy at your no, there's not, Real quick, Tim. Real like, quick, Tim. On on the average, on the, you know, on a most golf courses, there's not a lot of fours though, right? Yeah, no. I mean, typically, yeah, I'd be going, you know, up or down a tier or across, you know, something, right. something crazy. But typically, you know, your pins on the PGA Tour, they usually average between – the, the hardest pins are obviously the flat ones, the ones in the saddles and the crowns closer to, 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 you know, 1% slope or something, but typically they're, they're under a three, you know, you get to these old golf courses like Oakmont or Augusta. Yeah. They, they have steeper slopes that yeah. typically a pin is rarely, very rarely on a, like a 4% slope or something that we'd use, you know, on a, on a four, mm-hmm. on a, on a severe, Give us give, give the audience some context here because again you know Tim caddy for Bryson for many years um, he's still out there with a little some but you know you're talking to one of the best greens readers in, ever in the game and give people context on the PGA Tour what percent would you say putts that it's between that first white and red line the the would the flat right those first two lines what percent do you think Haymaker Coffee Company was established in 2021 to create the best coffee to fuel the underdogs who perseveres, who hustles, and have the give-it-all mentality to achieve their American dream. Haymaker Coffee, only roast, top quality, specialty-grade coffee beans resulting in brews that satisfies those who demand every drop from their coffee and day. If you work hard, run hard, fight hard, and play hard, we have your coffee right here yeah i would say that i would say probably 70 percent are on the two you know and and we'll just say that's an average and and we always tell people too if you don't know default to the to the red line okay that's your average amount of break okay but travis like you'd said earlier so through your use you found that hey you hit a putt and you're like okay i i played that too much or too little right and part of this too you know our tagline for this device is, is uh, train practice play, right? So we're training, kind of training our eyes and, and how to see slope and how to, how to look at it differently than we have before. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when, when we're practicing, like when I get on the putting green practice, putting green now, instead of just hitting random putts, I actually put this down and practice with it every time, because it's like, why am I going to hit a putt? If I, when I have the opportunity to actually know the break instead of just guessing. So <laughs> It was really important. I mean, I'm glad you said that you're noticing that, hey, I played too much break there. Instead of just going, oh, you know, I had a bad mm-hmm. putt or right. I played too much, whatever it is. Part of being a good golfer in all aspects is error detection and going, hey, yeah. what what happened there? Right. I hit it with good speed. I felt like I had a good start line. Oh, I played too much break. Okay, great. Right. Next time I know this is, this is you know, I should have been between. It wasn't a two. It was probably a one and a half. Mm-hmm. And we can play half lines, right? Yep. It, you know, you can play, you can play between the black and the, and the first white line and play a half line. So you really have eight options here. And, and so it's a, it's a skill that you're going to, uh, and get better at enhance and yeah, and yeah. actually better. Yeah. And that's part of the training process. Golf's not easy. It takes effort, you know? And so, but this will really give you a lot of confidence. What I've found with, with using it is that if I pick a two, let's say I pick the red line. Okay. I don't look where it's aimed. I set up square to the, to the ball. 
put my put my line on my putter on the line on the ball and I look at the hole and it allows me to be an artist and get the ball to the hole. All I'm trying to do, it takes the pressure off me of trying to hit a perfect line. I'm mm -hmm. just, look, the marker has chosen the line and I am now just trying to move the ball forward with good speed toward the hole. Right. right. Yeah. You're kind of, okay. I, I, it's almost uh, like, it's almost like I've, I've, I have a, a system that I can quantify to some degree that where to aim it or to a large degree where I aim it. And then once I aim it, okay, now I'm going to be instinctive and hit the putt. Absolutely. I'm going to be an artist. Yeah. I mean, that's what, you know, we all have it. Our, our, look, the reality is our subconscious is always aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's our conscious mind that's messing us up. And I think this lets us deep, dig more, you know, deeper into our subconscious mind and, and, and again, be an athlete or be free with, with what mm -hmm. we're doing. Okay. So I've, I've got the, I got the black line straight ahead of the hole. I set my, I've, I have used my eyes, my feet, whatever I've laid down on the green and I've figured out which way it's going to break. Correct. <laughs> you know, Camille Viegas, whatever you want to do. It's like, okay, <laughs> it's going to break right to left. And I think it's very minimal. Like it's, it's there. Not a lot. So it's like, I'm going to go to that white line, right? That, that white line just offside the black line that's pointing slightly to the right. That's where I'm going to go. Now, I feel like I read that same putt on a different green and it's going to break right to left, but it's, a, it's, it's definitely a little more than what I just faced back there. And it's like that average break and I'm going to go to the red line, right? And now that red line's on a more severe angle, so it's going to tell me to play more break. Now, here's, here's, here's the thing that I want you to do again for me, Tim, because I got a lot of feedback when you took them through this exercise, which is because at first, when you hear that, you're like, well, wait a minute. Like, what if the hole's five feet? Or what if it's 10 feet? Or what if it's 20 feet? What if it's 30 feet? Like, is it, it's counting for that, right? Because those lines are going to, it's, it's a progression of how much it's going to break. So explain that to me on how you were, okay, draw a straight line and then the five yeah. footer and the 10 footer and 20. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, all of life is math, right? And mm -hmm. especially when we're starting to deal with greens and slope, you know, it, it's just all geometry. So, you know, imagine if you had, let's say you had a putt, you had, you had a, you put a chalk line on the green and you put a hole at two feet, five feet, 10 feet and 20 feet from your golf ball. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the slope, the amount of slope never changed. Let's just say it's an average slope and we're going to use the two line. Okay, or the, the, the red line. Well, that red line would intersect the first hole inside right, the two-footer. The second hole, the, the five-footer, would probably be about two inches out. The 10-foot the putt would be a, about 11 inches out where that line would go. And the last line, the 20-footer, would be like 23 inches out. That's just an angle. That's all mm -hmm. that is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the key to this device, and, and again, this was another, some questions that, that people talked about. Hey, is this thing legal? Well, Adam wanted to use it, Svensson, at the at last week of the Travelers. And mm -hmm. so I brought it to the uh, – we talked to the tour officials. They came over. They looked at it. They took pictures of it. They sent it to Carter Rich at the USGA. They said, what's the intent of this? The intent of it is to um, help with, with our aim, aim lines. That's mm -hmm. it. It, it doesn't gauge or measure slope. So that, those are the things. The, the key to this is that there are three criteria for a ball marker to be to, to be used and, can, and, and 
be permitted by the rules of golf. One is that it's not over an inch, inch in height, which it's not. It's, it's one eighth of an inch high, about two quarters high. Um, it is not more than two inches in any horizontal direction. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't gauge or measure slope mm-hmm. or stint or any other condition. So it's a static mark. We put it down. We're basing it's an, you know, we still have to, to, to make decisions on the severity of the slope. And that's really all we're doing. And you'd, you'd mentioned it earlier. If I, if you, if I said, Hey, you know, tell me about your green reading technique. A lot of people would say, well, look at it from one side and look at it from the other. And I kind of guess <laughs> at least with this, we have a process and one of these angles is, is proper. So okay. you know, we're, yeah, math. Again, yeah, I think I think everybody needs to find and identify where their straight putts are. I always, I mean, that is probably, if you ask Bryson DeChambeau what the most important thing that he does every single putt is he identifies where straight is. Number two is he'd probably tell you that he paces his putts. You know, you have to know, people ask me, Tim, why, are you, why do you pace your putts? And I said, so I know how far to hit it. You know, sounds like a smart aleck answer, but it's not. It's like... And my subconscious needs to know how far, I mean, it knows my conscious mind needs to match that. Yeah. So, you know, so anyway, Tim, um, real quick, tell, it, tell, tell the audience why it's important to find your straight putt. So I know which way the putt breaks there. You, know, you have three, all greens are the same. And that, again, you know, the number one thing that I did with Bryson is that I would go out and do my work. And I'd spend, you know, five, six hours out there on the golf course. And the reality is, is all golf courses are the same. They're grass and air. That's it. Okay. There's a dog leg left, dog leg right, straight hole. That's it. And greens are the same way. Greens are planar. So they have, you know, uh, like, like this, if you can see one direction of slope. Mm-hmm. And then we have saddles and crowns. That's it. All the greens at Augusta are identical to any other green, your home green at the course that you play every day. It has a planar surface. It has a, a saddles and it has crowns. And so the importance of finding straight is that you know which direction your ball breaks. I, I caddied for Peter Jacobson. He wanted to learn. He wanted to, me to, to work with him on green reading. And so he's like, Hey, would you caddy for me in a tournament? And I was like, yeah, I would love to. So I caddied for he and Tom Pertzer in a best ball on the champions tour. And we're on the putting green. And I spent two minutes showing him how to identify the straight putt. And I gave him a couple of ways to do this. And this is a guy that's been playing competitive golf for 40 or 30 years at the time. He'd been playing golf probably, you know, 50, 50 years. Okay. At, the, at this time. And he, and I don't know if you know Peter Jacobson. He's an amazing guy. Awesome, yeah. awesome guy. So funny. But he, you know, I'm doing, I'm going through the motions and doing, showing him how to find straight. And he throws his putter on the ground and he goes, Tim, this is bullshit. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I, I, I kind of I pissed him off. And he's like, I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, no, this is bullshit. And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, Tim, I should have, he goes, I've been playing golf my whole life. I should have learned this before I was ever allowed to pick up a putter. I cannot believe that you showed me the importance of finding straight. And so if you ask him every program group he has now, that's the first thing he does is teach the guys how to find straight. So it's so funny. And it is that important. And again, like I said, Bryson would tell you it's the most important thing that he does is identify straight. 
So let's say they're on a planar surface, okay? One direction, one slope. There's, there's going to be a straight putt above the hole and below the hole. So anything right of the right of the straight putt breaks right to left, and anything left breaks left to right. Sounds pretty basic. But how many times have you seen a tour player hit a putt, they back up because it, it, it tricks them, and it goes left or right, the opposite direction they were thinking. Well, had they identified straight, they would have known which way it went. And you'll rarely see Bryson do that. Yep. You know, you can get tricked. Don't get me wrong. When you're in these, when you're on a super flat slope, you know, at a percent or under 1%, it's very difficult. And usually you find those areas in, in crowns and saddles. Now, crowns and saddles have four straights. So that's more advanced. But anyhow, very important to find the straight. Good stuff there. Good stuff. So we find the straight, we come off of that, and then we know which way it breaks. Now the question is the severity of that. The more we come off of it, right, the more we're going to stretch out the break from the white to the red to the white to the black. But as in pulling this back to using this, and, and I think this is an important point, and I've told this to a couple people who purchased this, um, is that I, I told them, I was like, look, you're going to make mistakes, you know, and when you make a mistake, it's not, it's not the marker's fault. The marker's going to help you quantify your mistake and where you're aiming it. Absolutely. And as you build up that experience and memory, you're going to get really damn good at this on why you chose white there and not red, right? And red, not white. And, yeah, and you're going to learn and you're going to develop a, a feel or a sense for what what angle I need to use a calibration, right? Almost. That 100%. is you. That is you. And my calibration, Tim is different than your calibration. Absolutely. You know, you know and again, green speed, right? If, if I'm playing a green slower speed, green, yeah. you know, I might use the half instead of a one. If I'm mm -hmm. playing a super fast green, I'll play the one. And if I'm on a slower, slower green, that same amount of slope might just be a half. There you go. And that's what we're going to, you know, you're it, again, that's part of the yeah. training and the practicing that's part good. of this, this tool. Yeah, and, and, and the reality is, is most golfers play one course 85% of the time, 90% of the time, right? So it's, right. and the greens are kind of this, this is the speed. So I, you, you get really dialed in. Now you go to a different course and okay, the speed of the greens a little bit different. Okay, well, there's a di little different recalibration there. Um, right, so I'm just going to play, if it's faster, I'm going to play a little more slope. I'm going to play slope. a little more angle. More you know, angle. if it's slower, I'm going to play a little less angle. Right. And you'll right. get a feel for it as you go. That's the cool thing. You know, the, like golf is a very rewarding game because when you do do something right, it feels amazing. You know, I, I, we were walking, I was at Travelers this last week and on Sunday, you know, Adam's playing and we're, we're, we're going along and he makes a, you know, and our, 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 we're even par basically, or we're one over actually. And it was playing a little harder the last day and, you know, we're cruising along and we're kind of not super energetic, you know, like we should be you know, cause golfers kind of dwell on the, the negative, but he makes a 20 foot birdie putt on 12 and man our you know, we're fist pumping and our, our energy's going, you know, and that's the fun thing about golf. So when you make good decisions and, and this works for you, yeah, you're going to feel great. Yeah. You know, and the better you get at it, the more you're going to want to practice with it because it works. It's such a cool device. It's pretty, it's, I know it seems impossible that it could it can read greens. And again, it doesn't read greens. You're actually doing all the work, but it's giving you the baselines that you need to, to perform. Who have you showed this to Tim? I know you've showed it to a few players. Can you share? And they've, yes. Yeah. I mean, so this last weekend, 
we played with uh, Scotty Scheffler in the third round, and I was really proud of Adam, you know, playing with the number one player in the world. And he, uh, Scotty shot five under, and Adam shot four. So I was really proud of him that he played so well. But Scotty's such a, a cool dude and yep. relaxed, and, uh, you know, you wouldn't know. He, he's just, he's out there and, and just a good guy. But anyway, we're on the range after the putting green, and I walk over, and Teddy, Teddy, I'd given him one prior to the round because he we'd been talking about it. And, and Teddy, Teddy teaches a lot of golf as well. So yep. Teddy's his caddy. Yep. Yeah, he's awesome. And yep. uh, so anyway, he's out there and they're, so it's Kramer Hickox, uh, Scotty, and, uh, and Teddy all having a putting contest and Teddy's using the coin, using the marker and making putts. And uh, so he started there. These guys are like, what are you doing? And he shows them. So I walk over and I'm like, what's up? And Scotty's like, I made my first two putts and with it and uh you know i showed it to webb simpson he made his putts he, he's like this is super cool uh austin smotherman used it loved it so you know these guys are aware that it's out there um and it's you know rave yeah. reviews from it it's oh, really yeah. really yeah. cool pxg has done it again with the launch of a new lineup of drivers fairways hybrids and irons the new Gen 5 golf clubs deliver significantly increased MOI, faster ball speeds, longer distances, and tighter dispersions, all coupled with the exceptional feel and sound golfers have come to expect from PXG. Schedule your custom fitting or buy online at pxg.com. So are, are, we in a, are we in a position where it's legal or is there a little more to happen? You're confident that people who are going to purchase this, they can use it and there's no problems. Oh, one hundred percent. Yes. No. Like okay. I said, we took it. We took it to the PGA Tour. Okay. They took pictures of it. They sent the information to the USGA. Uh, uh, Carter looked at it and was like, "Yep, it's good to go." And it's it's it it is it falls within the rules of golf for a for a ball marker. All right. So before I let you go, show and if you're if you're you're watching this podcast on on uh video on youtube um don't jump off if you're listening then you need to go watch the video because i'm going to have tim show off some of his stuff here tim show so again you 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 caddy for bryson for many many years and um ironically bryson uh is in portland right now and playing in the liv event and that's where peter jacobson's from (laughs) that's right and (laughs) there's the john deere classic happening this week and bryson's won that tournament in the past back in i think 2017 (laughs) there's just a lot of synergies happening here it's kind of blowing my mind up um but uh you've caddied for bryson and so you've got some hardware there can you um would you mind showing them the little u.s open trophy that you yeah absolutely (laughs) that's my deer up there that's first deer i see that (laughs) <laughs> for uh, those hunters out there yeah um you know this is this is my this. here i can't turn my phone around i don't know how to but right there yeah these are some bibs you know these are some of the some of Bryson's wins i'm gonna um, get me out of the screen so they can see you oh, i have a couple more that are back in the in my laundry room i haven't done yet but i need to get on that but uh yeah this is bryson sent me this this was something that uh check this I'm, out yeah, this is a replica of the U.S. Open trophy. Um, it is a six-tenths six replica. The player gets a nine-tenths replica. This is a six-tenths. I mean, it is identical all the way down to every signature or every 
every player's name is engraved in it. Um, it's a, it's, it's a beautiful silver trophy. Um, I drank out of the original and it was kind of the highlight of my golf career. So very proud of that, but I thought it was very nice of Bryson to send that to me as a thank you for helping him. And so anyway, some of the, is, some that, people, is that a John Deere tractor? That is, you know, it's funny. Claire, yes. is the, yes. that is a team marker from John Deere. Oh, um, and they give one of those to the, to the winning caddy. So yeah, it's a really, you know, they have the coolest team markers in golf. The John Deere Classic is an amazing tournament. They did a great job. A lot of guys, you know, Jordan Spieth won his first tournament there. Bryson won his first tournament there. So take a lot of pride in that. I love that tournament. I wish I were there with Adam right now. But, uh, you know, he's, uh, man, I have such a bad knee, and I'm trying to do some other things. So not able to be there with him. But Well, you're doing a good job of these other things. And, um, folks, they're uh... – well, we're into round two here. Round one, they're shipped out. He's getting a bunch more made. You can go to my website, travisfoltongolf.com. Right on the front page, you're going to see the link if you want to get to be a part of the round two here of these uh, markers. It's not just a bowl marker either. Quit DMing me. That is just a bowl. So <laughs> much more than that as we just went through. I'm telling you, I'm not, look, Tim, I'm not blowing smoke here. And, of course, I believe in it and, you know, love your information and everything about you, but, I'm not a big gadget guy. Like, you know, my teaching, like I keep it pretty simple in front. Like I've got my technology and this and that, but I'm not going to put a whole lot of straps on people, you know? And like, when you showed me, well, no, I'm sorry. When Marcus Potter showed me this, who teaches out of my studio is a good friend of yours. I caddy for Marcus and an amateur qualifier. I've known his dad since Marcus yeah. three. And that's fun. Who's from Oregon as well. That's right. <laughs> oh, uh, Anyway, and then and then and then we got in touch, and I'm like, this makes sense to me, right? Like, this is cool. So I got excited about it, and then you and I, you know, we we're like, let's just let me help you kind of get this off the ground and get in my audience and talk about because I want to learn about it. And everything that I talk about uh, that I believe in, like I use, like about golf simulators, I use every single day. Like they're my one of my sponsors, but I love their stuff and I use it every single day. Glenn Fittich is a sponsor of this. I mean, I like myself. Glenn Fittich. I'm like, all right. So, I mean, and so do, so do a lot of other people. And I love coffee. That's why Haymaker is part of, I love coffee. And so do other golfers. So it's like, and PXG, great equipment. These are my, you know, so I use it. So like, I'm not just saying, Hey guys, you know, look, I'm saying this is, this is in my pocket. I use it. I've been using, I've been one of the first people using it and it works. And I know that, it's going to help amateurs because you hit it on the head. Like it doesn't take a lot. I mean, you just got to give yourself just a little bit of time to get it lined up. Okay. Which way is it going to break? Make a decision, aim it on that line, being instinctive. And that starts to build the memory bank. And pretty soon you're becoming better at reading greens and aiming your putter and you're going to make more putts. I mean, it's just that damn simple. Absolutely. So I just, I believe in it. I think it's great. I think it's going to take off. Go to my website, travisfoltongolf.com. Click on it. Get part of this this uh, round two and they'll be shipping out soon. Round one went out today, Tim, thank you for uh, coming back on, man. We'll do it again. Then we can get into air density. I'll probably, I I'm going to need uh, a little, you know, shot of footage during that. If we start getting into that uh, shit, that'd make, that's hey, I want to thank you. And I want to thank all the people that, that purchased it. And I want to thank them, thank them for their patience. They're going to love this product. I promise. Um, it is. It's like a little magic trick, and it's going to be something that you know. A friend of mine, he has one. He's an amazing player, won the Florida Amateur. He's like, this is the most important thing in my golf bag right now. So, um, 
thank you so much for promoting it. I really appreciate your time and love the Stripe Show podcast. And uh, thank you. Thanks for doing. But next up, we'll get you out here in Florida. Um, we're going to be doing a little seminar here. We're going to put that together. I've got a little vacation coming up. We'll get back, but we'll wait for the fall here in Florida when it's not so hot. Um, and we'll get some people here and we'll do in a clinic. I know you're doing with Mike Shy here in July, which will be awesome. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll do one here in the fall for my audience or my, my students and the audience that are, that are around here to come and partake in this for like a, a two hour type of event. Yeah. would love to do that. Look forward to it. All right. Tim Tucker, happy 4th of July, my man. You too, brother. Thank you so much, Travis. Appreciate you.